Well, you can be seated. I want you to get your Bible and go to Psalm 91. I have a message for you. Six facets of spiritual security. Six facets of spiritual security from Psalm 91. And uh, I, I go to Psalm 91 like you probably do. It is, it is such a profound, amazing pocket of truth in the Bible. And I want to pray before we get ready to read it. Heavenly Father, guide us. Open our ears. Open our hearts in the name of Jesus to your word. Anoint me, Lord. Please help me to be um, helpful to this, your people, Lord. In Jesus' name. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you may seek refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. You will not be afraid of the terror by night or of the arrow that flies by day, of the pestilence that stalks in darkness or of the destruction that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. You will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. For you have made the Lord my refuge, even the Most High your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. For Verse 11, he will give his angels charge concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will bear you up in their hands that you do not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You will trample down. I want you, if you're a note taker, to get out a pen, and I want to bring a point. This is my introduction to you. There's social security in the United States. There's national security. But I want to talk to you about the spiritual security that God supplies and that he comes to give us. John 10, 28 and 29 says, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, will, who, which gave them to me, is greater than all. He's greater than all. I'm, I'm here to tell you that we have a Father that produces a kind of security that cannot be found in any other setting by any other circle. We live in the center at this point of the free world with such abundant blessing. It's been threatened and under severe attack since it started. And uh, yet I attribute personally as a believer all the blessing to the Judeo-Christian foundation from this book and how faithful the God is that promised that he would be there for us. Uh, that's my sh uh, short version of it. I believe that wherever the righteous rule, uh, the city rejoices. Um, I was talking to some Nigerians. They sit under the Nigerian flag. There are about 257 million Nigerians. Ghana has had a, a tremendous touch of God on it. Uh, I spoke with friends back in the 70s who visited and ministered in those nations, and they saw great things in, amongst the people. I want to see God move amongst all the people groups on the, on the planet. Jesus moved amongst my people group, the disenfranchised secular kids in the suburbs of Southern California. Uh, God got a hold of you in your particular situation, 
And I believe he's going to move in Denmark and he's going to move in the Netherlands and reach out into the nations. China, there's an underground church. There's suffering believers in places where they're not allowed to have a physical church and they've had to go underground. But yet God, as our father, is taking care of them and nothing can pluck them out of his hand. There is a security. What is security by definition? It's freedom from anxiety or fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, 2 Timothy 1.7, but a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. It's the state of being free from danger or, or injury. It's the state of being free from danger or injury. I'm telling you, if you dash your foot against a stone, God will protect you there. Uh, defense against financial failure. There's financial security, there's social security, there's national security. But listen, Romans 8.31 says that if God be for us, who can be against us? Come on, man. It's amazing to read that I will say of the Lord, my refuge, my, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. This is where we stand today. Take it personally. Take a stand. Step up. Jesus is the one who came with, with adoption papers to bring alienated and separated sinners back to a holy and righteous God. And he even takes our sins and imparts his own righteousness and even certifiably calls us the righteousness of God in Christ. What is a believer? Somebody who believes God is and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. And so some of these facets that I want to bring to you. I think about Psalm 121. It says in verse 5, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is the shade on your right hand. So there, there is number one, if you're taking notes, he is above us to guard us. He is above us to guard us. And in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 39, it says, Know therefore today and take it to your heart. This is important. It's one thing to hear this. It's another thing to get information. So it's, it's good to know something, but then we must take it to heart. And let it become centering to us. Let it take root in us. Let it go down deep. Make it a deeply held conviction. Take hold of it. Don't ignore it. Stand firm in it. Know it therefore today. Take it to your heart. Listen, he is God in heaven above and on the earth below. There is no doubt. There's no doubt that God is for us and faithful and present and mighty. I remember when Kurt Warner got the the best, the MVP for that Super Bowl that the Rams won. And he had been preparing and he got up and he found out that the, there was a contract when you say, I'm going to Disneyland and, and Jesus is Lord. And he was going to say that. And in the contract, it actually says you're not allowed to say anything else. So he got creative. And when he was interviewed, he said, first of all, first things first, I want to thank my Lord and Savior up above. And he made that point because that's where God is. A lot of kids, you ask God, where, where's Jesus? He's, 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 he's the fullness that fills all in all. And one verse in the New Old Testament said, am I not a God who is far off and a God who is near? I want to tell you, he is over all and through all and in all, and he's available to us. And he's, he's way out there in the grandeur of the throne room of heaven. 
And he's also, the Bible says he'll live inside a heart. The, he no longer dwells in temples made with hands, but we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he lives on the inside of us. Paul even prayed for the early church that Christ would be formed in their heart by faith. So we need to understand that the nearness of God is our good. And we need to know that this is not obscure and distant and just for the Jewish people or the psalmist. When we say that I will say of the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust, he delivers us. He is faithful to you and to me. He is, he is let's make this personal. Let's accept that the God that is overall is above us, watching us. He guides us with his eye upon us. In fact, it says in 1 Peter 3.12 in the King James Bible, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. And look, I love this. Whenever I pray, I know his ears are open unto their prayers. Aren't you glad? He hears us. He sees us. He's over us. Oh, hallelujah. So I watched this young couple with their baby, you know, Dad's a big man, you know, and he, he, and he, he just kind of hovers. You see him, she's just a little, he's holding that, and it's like, yeah, that's, I, I, the, the, they, the, he's got everlasting arms. In fact, I, I, I want to tell you, number two, this, this other facet of, of spiritual security, he's over us. In fact, he'll cover us with his feathers and under his wings. Will we, we trust? I, I, I've told the church, I had a pet parrot, an Amazon parrot uh, named Frank, and uh, I got him when he was a little fledgling at a pet shop, and I, I, put, a, I put a down payment. This is when you could go in and put him in the layaway. I had, a, I had a parrot in layaway at a pet shop at the mall. I didn't have a whole lot of income. I was working a clerk job, going to college, but I wanted this crow, uh, this parrot, and it was just brand new. I have a crow. I have another crow story. I don't want to get my species mixed up. But I'm going to bring an example about wings because I learned something. I learned something specifically that, that, that both the, the parrot and the crow, they have those, those strong feathers for flight. And in fact, back before we had uh, the technology of a ballpoint pen or of a felt pen, um, like our founding fathers signed the, the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence with quill pens, and they were made from those hard feathers of the wings that, that, that help with flight, but that also birds protect their young with. And, uh, and under the shadow of his wing, it, 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 it's, it's amazing. I, I remember feeling um, the, this, this underneath their wing, and it, it, on one hand, is like a shielding thing. It's the thing they use for flight. It's the thing they use to protect their young. And, and, and underneath, though, it's just so, uh, the downy feathers underneath, it's so warm and so comforting. I watched uh, a wren couple on the, uh, they had a nest on the top of our porch light. And they were buzzing in and out, bringing uh, grubs and worms and little grasshoppers and things to their three, three young. And, and uh, they kept, you know, telling us off and telling us to get off the porch and, you know, looking at us. And they'd land up on top. They'd look at us and then they'd feed the birds and they'd look at us and they'd get over there and try to lure us away. And they were really watching over their birds. We didn't hassle them. 
you know, just learn to leave it alone and let them, you know, I mean, it's like the third group that's been through there so far since spring. And uh, I think also when I was walking in the church parking lot, there's a species called a killdeer. Has anybody ever heard of this bird? They chirp a crazy, obnoxious chirp. When you're out trying to pray in the solitude of the moment, and then you get told off by one of these mother birds, it's not enjoyable. And they get your attention because they, they lay their eggs on the ground. And so they have these little funny nests. They're super vulnerable. In fact, one time I, I, wa- I saw a nest, so we got, we got parking cones and put them around there so that the lawn care people would not run over this nest. And so sure enough, it, it was okay. It produced. But uh, these birds, like talking about the shadow of their wing, that species of bird will, if they see, they feel threatened and they see somebody walking anywhere near their, their eggs or their, net or their young, they start flicking out their wing and acting like they have a broken wing. Has anybody ever seen this? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. One of you. So I appreciate this example I'm bringing to you. <laughs> well, now you know. So my view in the, in, the, in the animal kingdom, because creation declares the glory of God. And you can see his eternal attributes and his invisible nature. They're clearly seen through what's made. And so when the psalmist says we're under the shadow of his wing, he's over us to protect and guard us, this inspires me because I've seen little baby birds. Uh, uh, I think, I don't know who just told me this, but they saw a a, a, a songbird on the back of a hawk riding on the back of a hawk, pecking the hawk in the air twice. I've never seen that once. Did anybody know that happened? You did? You knew that? Were you the one that saw it? I don't know. I think one of my kids. And, and that's crazy. But, but I've, watched, I've watched the attitude to protect. Can I tell you, our God, we're under the shadow of his wings. He will cover you with his feathers, his pinions, verse 4. And under his wings, you may take refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a bulwark. So we see the imagery of the protection of of the bird species. And we see this as a parallel because apparently whoever wrote the Psalms also saw this. And going on to the number two point, he is underneath us to support us. Underneath us to support us. Deuteronomy 33, 27 says it this way in the King James. The eternal God is thy refuge or your dwelling place. And underneath are the everlasting arms. Oh, man. We were young and we went to these uh, classes um, for uh, team building. And um, they, they, would, they would teach you about... Uh, uh, group dynamics and and they did among many things they had you do trust falls has anybody ever seen this it, it where where um to to build confidence and trust with each other um people would from the from the business or 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 whatever group they would stand there and you'd have to cross your arms and fall back and not and not stick your not stick your foot back and not look not you know and they try to get you just just trust trust each other and they use that to, and, and so they would have their arms underneath. But I'll tell you, one time in church, we had a popular Christian band, 
and it was during the mosh pit period of, of, uh, of, of crowd surfing and, and stage diving. And David Moore got up, he got excited, and he got up, and all, there were all a bunch of his friends up here. And David Moore stood there, and the band was playing, and, and they were egging him on. And so he dove right here. And I remember watching all of his friends at church part like the Red Sea. And I watched David land flat on his face. I'm here to tell you he survived. He's still alive. But that is not what we're talking about here. Underneath are the everlasting arms. God's not going, come on. He's not the guy at school that pulled the chair out from under you and embarrassed you in class. He's there underneath, undergirding you. He's with you. The righteous fall seven times, and the Lord's there to pick you right back up. Who can testify? Man, God's been good to you and good to me and good to us. He's there to lift us up. The righteous fall seven times and the Lord picks them up. How about that? And so underneath are the everlasting arms. Listen, his arms never get tired. They're always there. They're never uh, inconsistent. They're always there because they're everlasting. Remember, Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the Lord that never changes including his tendencies to support his people. He's faithful to every covenant. He's faithful to his word. He's with us in trouble. Even if we make our bed in hell, he's there. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Get a hold of that. That's one of the amazing facets of this truth. Number three, facet of his security producing. He is, and I like this one, behind us as our something called a rear guard He's behind us. Isaiah 52, 12. Isaiah 52, 12 says, The Lord will, will not go out in haste, nor will you go out as fug fugitives. Look at, for the Lord will go before you. And God, the God of Israel, will be your rear guard. Have you ever heard somebody say, I have your back, man? Listen, let me tell you, thundering from heaven, God has your back. He's with you. And listen, I'm telling you, it's good because Satan is so wicked and conniving and sneaky. He knows blind spots and he tries to come up and tries to slip up and trip us up. But aren't you glad? Listen, I saw a movie and I think it was with Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. And it was a comedy. And he, there was some guy there and uh, somebody was sneaking up on him and the guy didn't even know it. And so Dwayne Johnson, or whoever it was, I don't recall the film, but he, he said he kind of distracted the guy he was talking to, and he socked the guy in the head, knocked him unconscious, and, he, and the guy never even knew, and he just kept walking away. I'm telling you, the Lord's had your back, and there some of your testimony you do know about, but I'm telling you, some of the things we've been delivered from, we didn't even know about it. We're going to get to heaven, and we're going to go, what? You delivered me when? From that? Because he is our rear guard. Say it. He is our rear guard. God literally has your back. And as you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you will not fear. Why? Because he's with you. He's with you over you. He's, he's got you under his wing. And he's, he's even behind you. He has your back. And that's just an amazing thing. And in fact, surely goodness... And mercy and loving kindness 
And God's grace will follow you and me and us all the days of our lives, right? Through high times and through hard times. Israel was under Egyptian bondage, and it was not ideal. When Jesus was born, there was such Roman oppression and occupation in Palestine that he had to go escape into Egypt and hide out for two years with his, his parents. And God sustained him. God gave a prophetic heads up to the family to protect young Jesus and protect all of his mission and all of his purposes. And uh, there was a, a, a protective series of steps. I'm telling you, God's had a protective series of steps all around each one of us to get us to this point today. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, John Newton wrote in Amazing Grace, I have already come. There are no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Faithful is he who calls you, he'll also bring it to pass. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. He's got his wing over you. That kill deer will distract to draw away to protect the young. God has such strategy. He has such plans. In Corinthians it says if the spiritual forces of darkness understood what was really happening, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. And there are things right now, the reason no one knows the hour or the day of the rapture or the second coming of Jesus is because humanity had messed it all up. And by the way, God is a God of mystery and he has a plan and he can be trusted. He's your refuge. He's your strength. He's your fortification. He's with you in trouble. He's with you. He understands our downsitting, our uprising, our weaknesses, our strengths. And he factors all that in and he's there pouring out abundant grace on us from above, underneath, all around, from behind. Number four, he goes before you and us to lead us. I will go before you, it says in Isaiah 45, 2. I will go before you and make the crooked places or the rough places smooth. I will shatter the doors of bronze and cut through the iron bars. The God I serve is, gives an open door that no man can shut. He'll open opportunities for you. We just prayed for the little young girl. She doesn't even know what we're doing here. She's so young and so new that everything is a new experience for her. But her parents know. And, they want, and they've arranged it's become it's a serious thing. They believe in the calibration of our times and the value of a human life and the nature of things with prayer. They know about the God who's above watching over her. They know about the God who has everlasting arms. They've experienced it and they're passing it on, training their children in the way they should go. This was my takeaway from yesterday, seeing this, this stage packed the altar packed, this platform packed with so many people so filled with confidence and so filled with purpose. There were kids up here that were so unusually brave in that moment. I just, just am so honored to be able to do life with, these, with people in this kind of attitude. And this kind of understanding and the investment in, and the embedding of this kind of verse into our life. There was a couple here in church that were out of town during a, a, an ice uh, ice storm and they were driving on highway 44 coming from Branson and they had been meditating on Psalm 91 I had been preaching I think I preached for six months on Psalm 91 uh, around or during the pandemic they got a hold of that and they felt led to pull off the highway and they went in and got their tank filled with gas 
And that was before you had to take out a, a, a second mortgage to pay for it. And, uh, and while they were there, they got ready to go back out onto the highway. And, a, and a, uh, a, I think a, a highway patrol uh, said, hey, listen, uh, the highway, we just had a, like a 70-something car pile up on the ice. And, and you can't go out on the highway. So they, there was a hotel next to the gas station. They went there. There was one room left. They checked in. And they realized we just meditated on Psalm 91 before we turned the key in the car. I'm telling you, he watches over us. He's over us and above us. When Warner said, I want to, first of all, first, first things first, I want to thank my Lord and Savior up above. I'm telling you, he's over all. He's under, he's, he's your rear guard. Boy, I appreciate that he has my back. Because then I could keep my eyes on him. Because the Bible says, forget what lies behind or reach forward to what lies ahead. I personally get in hyper-focused. So I have a tendency. I want to make sure I'm not looking back or anxiously looking to the left or the right. I want to keep my eyes fixed directly ahead of me. And knowing that I have somebody who's my rear guard. Knowing that, no, if I want to stage dive, they're not going to drop me like they did David Moore. The God will be there with me with his everlasting arms that never get tired that are always everlastingly there, right? Who in here would say the Lord's been faithful to you? Yes. Number five, he is at our right hand to protect us. Psalm 16, verse 8. Oh, I love this verse. I have set the Lord continually before me. That's a devotion of a believer. That's not waiting around for divine intervention. That's drawing near to God. Like the Bible actually says, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. It's your move. When I laid eyes on my sweetheart, I kept drawing near to her. She had no interest in dating. In fact, I wasn't dating. So I had to be very, very smart. I had to not tip my hand and let her know I was interested in her other than as a friend. I wasn't being a liar though. We just, in fact, just developed friendship. We pray together, go witnessing was pretty much our courtship. And then at a certain point, we realized there's this line. Let's step over this and let's take it to another level. The rest is history. We've had four kids, and we're on to our fifth grandkid next month. So there's some sweetheart. Thank you. I married up. And um, it was intentional. It was deliberate. With my walk with the Lord, I realize he's there for me, and I just need to draw near to him. In fact, one verse says, the nearness of God is my good. A lot of people want to, you know, flow in the presence of God. Let me tell you, God wants us to, he wants us to be present with him. He doesn't want us to get initially saved and then live detached. He doesn't want us to be like Christian agnostics that really don't know and are wondering. He wants us to be, you know, like this psalmist who says, I will say to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, say this, my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. So I was praying and walking around the parking lot, 
And uh, Psalm 121.5 says, The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. Yesterday, we needed shade. And uh, our staff and volunteers put out a kajillion tents. And, so, and I saw every smart person standing underneath shade. Because there, it, you just don't want that. The sun intensifies the heat. And um, he's the shade on your doings. You, you get in his presence and walk closely with him. I love the imagery of King David. He was a man after God's own heart. And he was willing to do all of God's wills, plural. You know, when you follow Jesus, amazing stuff happens. Do you know that as you walk with Jesus, interesting things will transpire? Do you know that if you cooperate with God, you're going to see outcomes that are God-shaped? Do you know you're designed and created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand that you should walk in them? Answers to prayer, results in sharing the gospel. Uh, uh, if, if, who can harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? By your good works, you put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. I witnessed to a man this week, and I explained to him that the, the turning point for me was the credibility of an authentic Christian who served me by giving, in my case, a ride from my restaurant job to my home 10 miles out of his way, fostered credibility, and enabled him to have the right to speak into my life. Just that he was doing this uh, real genuine care and taking care of me at 1.30 in the morning, uh, giving me a ride when I was way stuck out in the middle of nowhere, uh, made me interested in what else he had to say. And what else he had to say was, you know, by the way, Jesus changed my life. And Jesus is a life changer. Jesus is the Lord and Savior, and if you receive him, you can connect with God. And when I did, he did, and his right hand has been on me. We hear about Jabez, one of his prayers in Chronicles. Oh, that you would be with me, that your hand would be upon me. You'd bless me indeed. You'd expand and enlarge my borders. you deliver me from pain and creating pain. And God answered his prayer. Uh, Psalm 100, verse 5, The Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. The Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. But 110, that 100, verse 5 is great. But 110, verse 5, did I say that? 110, did I say 100? Well, I made a mistake, but that's a great verse. Psalm 100, 110 verse 5, the Lord is at your right hand. Say it. The Lord is at your right hand. Hold up your right hand. He will shatter kings in the day of his wrath, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness included. He will judge among the nations. Whoa, he'll fill them with corpses. Wow, there's going to be some, some amazing, the devil will be wrapped in chains and there will be deliverance. In fact, anybody and all of our friends who have died no longer have to deal with the devil, temptation, sickness, depression, insecurity. But while we're, since we're dead and our lives are hidden with Christ in God, we too realize he's at our right hand. Last point, six, and I love this. He's round about us to shield us on all sides, all the time. 
Um, a couple years ago, a funny lady in the church who loves to give gifts and write great birthday cards bought me an interesting gift. She bought me a bubble wrap suit. And it was after I had been in the, in the boating accident eight years ago, and then I had been lost at sea. So I guess she thought it would double as buoyancy and also that, because I kept going through stuff. And she, was, as a prayer warrior and a support in the church, have been t together for so long. She and her husband and her kids are just mighty. What a funny gift. But I actually probably should be wearing that right now. And... Uh, uh, you know, I, you guys ever watch those westerns where they're out there in the prairies and they're being attacked? What do they do? They circle the wagons. Have you seen those scenes? I think in Lord of the Rings there was one of those scenes where the those who had entered into that covenant together, they, 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 they got around each other and they all stood shoulder to shoulder and it put them at an advantage. Let me tell you what I love. The Bible says that in verse 34, or Psalm 34, verse 7, uh, uh, that the angel of the Lord encamps, what? Around those who fear him and rescues them. I was a Boy Scout, so I always, and I got saved as a young person. So whenever I read that verse, I think about campfire and angels camping around me like in pup tents and, and you know, with a stick and a hot dog or a, I, I, it's, it's crazy, but I, I think about how they're, they're hanging out around me. And uh, I'm telling you, when that, when that boating accident happened eight years ago, and we slammed about 25 miles per hour and stopped abruptly at Arrow Point in Catalina, out in the middle of the pitch black night, moonless night, bam! And I was lunged forward, and it, it, it broke ribs in my sternum, almost killed the pilot. The other guy almost lost his left eye from being so jarred. They, they said, I, I would have thought you'd have been decapitated where you were sitting because I was sitting right in front of the threshold of the door that went down into the lower part of the boat. And I, and I instead of catching my chin or my neck on it, it caught my shoulder where when I was in high school, I had broken my arm and it was the, my humerus bone way up high, so high they couldn't put a cast on it. And the doctor showed me x-rays and said, this will be the strongest part of your body through your life because the calcium has grown up and this is going to be... So it was like the quarter panel of a Mercedes Benz, you know, where they just built them with thick metal and it's just, and it's just the strongest part of the car. God helped me and I'm convinced he knew that was all going to happen. It was an accident and God, human error, and God covered it with angels. I told my friend, I said, we had an accident and God delivered us. See, we try to figure everything out. You know, we try to figure everything out. It's like when we get down to it, we know that God is our security. Say this with me. For he is my God. And him I trust. Let's all stand up on our feet. Here's my conclusion. Our God because he's omnipresent is going to be always with us he's above us he's underneath us he's behind us he's before us and he's at our right hand round about us he's with us at the airport he's with us in ghana he's with us in the united states he's with us as we raise our children he's with us in our coming in and going out he says that if we even make our bed in hell he's there come on this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all their troubles. 
He's a father to the fatherless. He's a, he's a husband to the widow. He's present to help the church. He's the head of the church. And he's activating us so we will be deployed to make a mighty difference in the earth. Put one hand on your heart, one hand up toward heaven as you go. I pray God makes his face shine on you. If you're not a believer, I pray today you put your belief system and put completely in Jesus. I pray you make a 180 degree turn and surrender your life fully to the Lord. If you've been away from God and have grown dull, I pray you get white hot in love with Jesus. And I pray God would cover you. If you're dealing with sickness, I pray healing on your body. If you're dealing with oppression, I pray joy in your heart. If demons have been dogging you, I rebuke every evil spirit and command them to leave now in Jesus' name. And I pray you go out with joy. You're led forth with peace. Open doors. He'll, he'll open the gates of bronze and crush the bars of iron for you. He makes a roadway in the wilderness, a river in the desert. He makes the crooked paths straight. He is faithful to a thousand generations, and he's faithful in our nation. I pray God will heal and cover America, the nations of the earth, all round about. And, we, and everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Have a great afternoon.